This is Christine Brown, and while I have to listen to this podcast as my motherly duty, you have the choice not to. My sons sometimes say some naughty things when they're trying to be funny, but really, they're just being stupid. You still want to listen? Go right ahead. I am not your mother. Welcome back to the Pager's Dynasty podcast, the podcast where we're going back. My brothers and I are rewatching every game of the Pages Dynasty era, including this one, unfortunately. Mm. Uh, I'm your host, Andy Brown. With me are the aforementioned brothers. Steven, how are you? Good. Do you ever get weird looks when you tell people about this podcast and what you're doing? Yeah, I just don't tell them. Really? <laughs> me neither. This is a secret podcast for you guys? You don't tell people in your lives that you do this? Uh-huh. I tell some people. I only tell people if they ask. Oh, I tell people. And then I bet. Yeah, I know. They go, they, go, does. Every, they go every game they go yeah, yeah. Like, do mm-hmm. you watch the whole game mostly mm-hmm. i did not watch all of this game though i watched until about 11 minutes left and then i turned it off yeah well see i i have limited time these days and i was a little angry by the end of watching this one that we actually decided to watch this whole fucking game and did this episode Boo hoo, Andy. They lose one game in like 35 and you're yeah, This is what I'm saying. I, for, I forgot how later. to do it. <laughs> I forgot how to watch Patriots losses. It's a good it's game. So long. Did you it was until the there? end. I did not watch it, no. <laughs> <laughs> but there was a, a good highlight package, like a good 13 minute highlight. Oh, the extended package. one. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Where you get a good flow of the game. Yeah. All right. We'll, we'll link all those. Because we've had people asking for where to watch these. So this the, the game is on YouTube. Highlights are on YouTube and the extended highlights also on YouTube. Well, let's put a watchability score on it right away. Well, it's a name game. This game legit. Well, it's, it wasn't named by the Patriots. No. But when you're uh, a Miami franchise who hasn't won anything since the 1970s. Let's, let's see if Steve can name it. Because he clearly lies his face. I can tell he doesn't understand his game as a nickname. And it's the most douchey nickname you could ever name a game. The touchy-feely game. It's <laughs> not bad, but no. Dude, AJ Feely is the quarterback. And that's so fucking sad for this defense. Well, I don't think it was the defense that really did anything wrong. Monday right. night football comeback game? That's not very douchey. That's just boring. It was, it was called The Night That Courage Wore Orange. <laughs> Which, for the record, courage, orange, don't rhyme. <laughs> they don't. <laughs> like the joke is that orange doesn't rhyme with anything, right? Yeah. Remember? Yeah. When you're like a kid. Didn't Eminem rhyme that it that with door hinge? <laughs> Courageous. Who came up with that? Some writer for the Bleacher Report. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Oh, a, definitely a Dolphins. Fan. It's a journalist that obviously. Yeah. Well, <laughs> obviously. I don't know about obviously. It's so sad. Could you could you give it a better name, Greg? Courageous. I don't get the courage part. Well, will they will they? So the idea was that uh, the Dolphins came in at two and eleven. Patriots are what eleven and one, twelve and one. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the Dolphins, the wheels fell off earlier this season when uh, Ricky Williams retired like the day before training camp, so he could go to Europe and smoke a bunch of weed. Yeah. Um, it's not weed shame on 421, Andy. Okay, I'm not weed shaming. I'm just saying that that, that was his reason for quitting, right? Because <laughs> the league wouldn't let him smoke weed, so he said, "Fuck it, I'm gonna go do it myself." Then now look at him, right? Yeah, 
Um, and so they actually had two of their games postponed due to hurricanes as well. Uh, so they came in. This is a Monday night game, you know, supposed to be highly talented. And their coach retired. Well, yeah. Well, did he retire or did he get fired? He got fired. Oh. Because they were talking about the interim head coach, whoever the fuck he was. Um, was yeah, in this game? No name. He was Jim Bates, interim head Apparently coach. He coached with Belichick in Cleveland too, and Saban. Did he? Oh, I miss it. I I know the yeah. I saw the Saban piece, but Jim Bates. Yeah, said Jim Bates is on that staff. Huh. Well, Jim Bates claimed fame. He's one to know against Bill Belichick mm-hmm. because, as Steve alluded to, um they would not rehire him at the end of this, the season, even though there was a lot of talk about how he would get an interview, uh, but they would instead go with uh, then LSU head coach, Nick Saban. And there was a lot of excitement around that. Cause Nick Saban, hadn't he just won the championship uh, football, college yeah, football championship? Maybe. Probably wins it every other year. Yeah. But I mean, even back in 2004, LSU. He would have shut the fuck up about it in this game, though. Yeah, he was winning oh, yeah. LSU too. Yeah, so constantly. Um, but yeah, basically, and the Pats went up. Um, they were up twenty-eight seventeen in the fourth, uh, with like four minutes left. Patriots scored to make it twenty-eight seventeen. Yeah, and so everybody's like, "Oh, well, you know, most teams, you know, two and eleven. You're down. You don't have any of your players." And they were actually missing uh, Zach Thomas as well in this game mm-hmm. uh, for an injury. So they're just like. Down a bunch of players, down late. Spread um, was 10 and a half points, too. Yeah. And they still came back. You must have been feeling pretty good. Patriots up 11, four minutes left. Spread yep. 10 and a half. Happening as it always did, you know, all season. It's in the league. Yep. And then uh, for some reason, Tom Brady turned back into Drew Bledsoe. Sorry, mom. But it's true throwing the back-breaking interception as he's falling over, throwing it basically over his shoulder, gets intercepted and returned to like the 10-yard line to set up um, a touchdown and bring it within a couple of points, 28-23, because they tried the two-point conversion and failed. Um, And then a few... hmm, I'm not sure if that's right. Yeah, you got it wrong. They scored a touchdown, missed two point conversion, then that's he threw the pick. And then Tom like Brady threw the under pick. Under two yeah. minutes left. Yeah. yeah How so courageous of them. So courageous, dude. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're talking about professional athletes here. Right? It's <laughs> not some fucking like scrub YMCA team. They're getting paid millions of dollars to play these games. Like, what else are they going to do? Not show up? <laughs> and it's not like if you lose, they're going to fucking kill you. Yeah. Right. And Tom Brady threw four interceptions. This isn't, yeah, this isn't Colombia. Brady melted down. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He turned into uh, Drew Bledsoe at the end there, throwing interceptions all over the place. And but, this is, I mean, uh, what, the second time that they wore orange. So that's the other part of that statement, right? Exactly. Yeah, this is the only, yeah. Right orange jerseys. Yep. I mean, to be fair, the orange jerseys were sweet. They and are. Creamsicles. Sweet. Yeah. They're not even creamsicles. They're like orange, orange, like Florida orange, you know? Yeah. Like traffic cone orange. Like halftime, orange is orange. Yes. Those are more yellow. Dude, halftime oranges are the shit. Yep. Yeah. When I coach soccer, I'd always make the parents bring those and I'd eat like half of them. So you put it in your <laughs> mouth, like a little yeah. orange mouth guard. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. do that every single time. That's true. I might start bringing them to my over 30s. <laughs> do it. 
Oh, that's not bad. I love that shit. Yeah, that's yeah. a strong play. That's a strong yeah, play. throwback too, especially for the over thirties. Orange slices, yeah, because that generation was fucking with oranges. Parents would be bringing like snacks, like Capri Suns and like fruit snacks and stuff, and I'm like, no, no, fruit no, no, snacks. No. We need again oranges. Oranges. I'm only doing this for the oranges. So maybe I'll accept the gogurt. <laughs> <laughs> Can I bring oranges and snacks? I don't give a shit as long as there's oranges here. <laughs> you guys come on, you know, figure it out amongst yourselves who's bringing oranges which week. Right? Oh, yeah. Okay, then. Oranges. But yeah, so that, that's that's the where the name came from. So this is now two games, two regular season games in seasons where the Dolphins have not made the playoffs that they have named just from beating the Patriots. Right. What was the other game? The, the Miami Miracle. Miracle? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, you got to take what you get. Colts are in there hanging banners for just making the playoffs. So, yeah. But this is why nobody's doing a podcast about old Dolphins games, I think. Yeah. Because well, that's, that's some sad shit. I don't know. There's, I feel like as New England fans, we don't really see the other side of it. You're right. Of like when your team sucks and you have nothing to root for. And then, the big bad team comes into town and you beat them like that is a very satisfying win. Cause it's really one of the only reasons you have to celebrate. So it's like, I can see like, that's corny courage wearing orange. That's corny as shit. Yeah. But from a fan base, I would never be like, you're not allowed to celebrate this because you're still too, you know, like that's if fair. you win and your team has nothing to hold on to and they still win, like that's fucking worth celebrating for sure. Oh yeah. No, feel free to celebrate it, but naming it. That's uh, like all the bills fans naming the, um, the wild card win over the Patriots, the perfect game. Yeah. Cause they scored touchdowns and then, on all the drives. And now you just say 13 seconds. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> 13 <laughs> seconds is fucking two words. That just made my summer so much better. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> anytime I talk to my Bills friends, friends, they can't say a goddamn word. No, nope. I'll just say 13 seconds. <laughs> it's got to hurt so bad. It does. It's got to uh, fucking break their tiny little hearts. Yeah. <laughs> At least this one was four minutes. Yeah. That's, that's tough. Oh, man. Also, one of the coldest games in pro player stadium history. Really? Really. 52 degrees of kickoff. It got into the 40s. God damn. And the Summer Patriots should be in their element. Yeah. So that, that brings me to um, my point that the Patriots fucking struggle in Miami, right? Just generally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've talked about it on this podcast before. We have, but I just wanted to revisit it, just how bad it is. Yeah, because I forgot. Right. So the Patriots, um, under Bill Belichick, uh, out of 22 games, how many of those games in Miami do you think the Patriots have won? Ten. Yeah, it's less than half. It might even be like seven. Uh, it was nine. So you're, you're not far off. Nine and 13 in Miami under Belichick. So 409 win percentage. All time, Belichick actually has more than half of the wins in Miami for the Patriots because they are 17 and 40 all time in Miami. That's so brutal. That's really, that's rough. That's bad. And like, there doesn't seem to be a reason. It's not like the Dolphins 
ever give them trouble at home because at home, the Patriots um, have like the opposite uh, record. Oops. I had it too. They are 17 and five at home against the Dolphins under Belichick. But for some, some reason in Miami every year, you know, I, I feel like the media has started to blow it out of proportion a bit where it's this house of horrors and they've never won there, you know, but I think there's definitely something happening in Miami where the Patriots just cannot win there. Even when you're going up against a two and 11 Miami team who lost Ricky Williams and is now starting AJ Feely, their backup quarterback. Yeah, this is a, this is a, double. it's the bugaboo, you know, yeah. those things are real where it's like, Players thinking like they can say, yeah, we don't listen to that shit. We don't care about whatever. We just take it one game at a time, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. But they think about that shit, you know, like, like any human does where it's oh, like, yeah. oh, we always lose here. And then like, maybe you play a little more tense or the other team being like, oh, we always playing pretty well at home. Yeah. And they come in with a little more belief and that, you know, like they're right. A little more like organized or cookies, yeah. you know. It's like, and it, and it doesn't necessarily do matter early in the game, but when it if it's still close down the stretch, yeah. like, oh fuck, here we go again. If you're always losing, and, and we've all played in those games too, where yeah. you're like, we should be fucking winning this game. Yeah, and you start getting frustrated, and then you make yeah. decisions you wouldn't normally make. Maybe yeah, you you're trying to sack and you throw the ball straight up. You know, like mm-hmm. that's not a really like play. No, maybe he's not in Miami, and maybe he doesn't make that. You know, right now. You can line these teams up. They're probably going to win 99 out of 100. This is just a 1 out of 100. They're, the Patriots are a wagon this year, and the Dolphins are a mess. I mean, to that point, yeah, The um, when the Patriots lost the lead in the know, third quarter or something, because, um, yeah, the – no, right at the end, yeah, 123 left. The Patriots lost the lead at the end, and it was the third time this season they have trailed in a football game. That's pretty good. Trailed the Colts uh, and the Steelers, which they eventually lost. The so. Dolphins improved to one and nine when trailing to start the fourth quarter. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think we can overstate how bad this Dolphins team was. Um, can we not? In week six. Let's try our best. Their game with the Buffalo Bills was the only time in the NFL since 1968 that the last two winless teams met each other. They didn't. They didn't. You said the Ten. Bills? The Bills. Oof. Both in the same division, too. That's tough. Yeah. This is really uh, the Bills recovered, though, I think. I feel this is the beginning of... Because do you know who won that game? The Bills. Right? This is where the Dolphins and Jets and the Bills all go downhill pretty consistently. Um, well, the Bills finished 9-7 and seven on the season. They They... Reeled off a bunch of wins toward the end. But like five, oh, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, you know, this is like the malaise of the AFC East era about to begin right now. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't great. Um, but the Jets were good this year. Uh, they finished 10 and 6. This is still, I think, isn't this still the end of the uh Chad Pennington era when he was still yeah. and Curtis Martin and all that, basically the the team that Belichick and Parcells built all over there still going but strong. This is like the end of that team, though. I don't think Pennington plays with them in the end. It's true. But I mean, Page finished 14 and 2, and the, and the Jets still finished 10 and 6, and the Bills finished 9 and 7 in a team with a wagon or in a uh, division with a wagon. So, what did the Dolphins finish? Did they, they get another 4 and 12? 
They had a decent <laughs> defense, though. They were eighth in the NFL in defense. Yeah. For yards. Yeah, yeah I mean, this points. was a, I mean, it's a typical. Jason Taylor, Patrick Sertan. Yeah. Zach yeah. Thomas. Like, mm-hmm. there's some names back there. Sammy Knight. Yeah. Is this Sammy Knight. I don't know if I'd throw him in that conversation. I would. He had 100 tackles in the season. Four picks, two forced fumbles. Yeah, maybe. He's on, he's up there. Jason Taylor is their best player, though. Yeah. Absolutely disruptive. That guy was a man. I was like, he was so hard to hate. It's true. I had no problem hating him. Junior it, it comes easy to me, though, so I understand what you're saying. But yeah, so the well, Miami Dolphins beat one team. Taylor. You know, Taylor seemed like a better football player. Freeney was just a pass rusher. Yeah, Freeney was... And Freeney was... Um, I think he depended on his speed so much so that yeah. he was a lot better when you played him in Indianapolis than when he came to New England. Yeah, I don't know. Grass. I thought that too, but then Freeney was pretty good at the end of his career when he wasn't as fast. That's true. Well, I, I think he kind of changed his game towards the end of the career. Yeah. But yeah, yeah no, that's a good point. That, that spin move from Freeney was just... <laughs> it was <Okay>. like... <laughs> It must have been so good because, like, everyone knew it was coming, and still there wasn't a man in the league that could stop it. And it's like, yeah. how? <laughs> right. We'd set him up all game for it, you know? Yeah, it must have been just impossible to defend because it just yeah. seemed like it always. Well, I think worked. I think it's because it, it he coupled it with his speed move that you had to, and his speed was so fast off that corner, you had to basically almost cheat to make sure you stop that. And if you're cheating to stop that, he can then just be with that spin move. Yeah. Jason Taylor, we're in the thick of his prime too. 2002, he had 18 and a half sacks. Oh boy. That's a lot. 2003, he had 13. 2004, nine and a half. Then 12, mm-hmm. 13 and a half, and 11. So we're in like the meat, his down year in the meat of his prime. Right. But he still had what, one sack in this game? Two sacks? Something like that? He definitely He's got to Brady a bunch. Like- Kevin Fall got nine yards and he still chased him down. Yeah. Stripped the ball after Kevin Fall was on the ground, you know, just playing all the way through. Oh, yeah. Where Freeney would be like 20 yards in the, you know, backfield. That's, yeah, that's true. Yeah, Freeney would overrun things a lot. He'd been on the screen super hard. Yep. Here's a question, yeah. a little theoretical question. Who's the Patriots' dynasty best ever pass rusher? <laughs> best ever pass rusher? Mm-hmm. Just pure rushing the quarterback. Uh, Willie McGinnis. Ooh. Okay. You guys had different <laughs> answers. Please discuss. Steve, who did you say? Chandler Jones. That's pretty good one too. Yeah. Your pure pass rusher. He was the best. Uh, Willie McGinnis set the record, NFL record for sacks in a postseason. So I think he, I think he, I don't know if he still has it, but he was the most ever sacks in the NFL in the postseason. So yeah, I think that counts for still doing it too. He's a beast. That's true. But I don't think he played on the pages long enough for him to be like. But if you're saying who was our best pass rusher for whatever period of time they're on the team, it's definitely Chandler. I can't think of anyone who is just a pure pass rusher like he was. Most talented, I would say, is probably Chandler Jones from purely pass rushing. Best or most legendary, Willie's probably that person. I mean, they've rented a a few of them. Um, Mm -hmm. I feel like they mow through them all the time. Yeah, they, they usually do like one-year rentals of some elite pass rusher off the end. Um, like, who was that guy from the Browns they had uh, around the Falcon Super Bowl era? Oh, and they had um, oh, yeah, Kyle with Long the, with as well. Dreads. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
uh, Jabal Sheard. Was that him? Yeah. So they, they've always kind of rented them, the, the high-end guys. But I think like if you're talking about guys they've drafted, it's, I'd say Chandler Jones and or William McGinnis. My favorite are the scrub guys who get a bunch of sacks and then make a shitload of money. Tully, Tully Banta Kane. Oh, yeah. <laughs> What's his name? Like Mark Anderson or something. Anderson? Oh, yes, that's right. Oh, Mark yeah. Anderson. I got like 10 and a half sacks one year. And so, yeah. like, wow, that's Chicago a pull, Steve. That is a pull. That's not bad, though. I mean, you could say that you could almost say the same about uh, Trey Flowers. Yeah. Not that he got the sacks, but the uh, Pages put him in pick. such a good position that he went off and got a big old payday from um, Detroit and now might come back this year. Is yeah, the rumor? Done, that deal's not done yet. Same with Jamie Collins too, right? Yeah, Akeem Hicks. Yeah, yeah, a lot of Kyle Van Noy. Kyle Van Noy, yeah, it's Balsero. Uh, all right. Um, what about this? Who is the best um, project that the Patriots have ever like converted into a, a legitimate football player? I know where you're going with this. Yeah, because they would they would talk about this incessantly, constantly. Yeah. Um, but we'll see are there any others? Project as in had no name recognition prior to getting to an win. Or even just like, yeah, or just... Um, Randy like Moss is the easiest answer. Oh, Randy Moss is a pretty good one. I was thinking, because um, they, they talk constantly about Stephen Neal, about how he's a converted wrestler. So kind of like somebody who had some sort of raw talent that they molded into something else. I, I think you can throw Edelman in that list. Yeah. A wildcat quarterback who... Turned into one of the best slot receivers in the NFL history. Um, Sebastian Vollmer. Vollmer's a good one, I think. Okay, I think there's, there's a decent amount of linemen, probably. Yeah. Um, anybody else? Any basketball uh, players? You can even say Jakob Johnson. Jakob? Jakob Johnson. I put him in there, yeah. The NFL Europe. Jakob Johnson. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is there anybody else? I feel like there's been some other converted players. Tom Tupa. Tom Tupa, yeah, yeah. I don't I don't know if he he was more converted by uh, Parcells back in the day, I think. But maybe I mean, not. you can say the guys from Navy, Court Cardona, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. Mike Vrabel. Vrabel, oh yeah. Vrabel's probably a good one. Anybody any well, yeah, that's Vrabel too. Shit, even Wes Wilker. Oh, Wes Wilker is the one I thought you were thinking of. Oh. No, no, no! I was thinking of, uh, of Stephen Neal, who didn't play Tom football Brady's, in uh, college. Interceptions in this game was on third and ten. He threw a huge deep ball all the way down to the twenty yard line, and I have a note that says probably better than kicking it to West Walker again. Right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, even the last game that um, I did the episode by myself with, when we saw Walker, um, West Weckler. We'll have to listen to that one. <laughs> yeah, you should. It's great. It's fascinating. You'll learn something, I promise, Steve. Um, <laughs> yeah, but do I want to know this? Uh, I don't care. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, he he was. He, I think even more effective than this. His, I think every kick return was well past the thirty. He was doing kick returns. He's doing punt returns as well. Um, in which he returned his first punt return, returned all the way down to the New England two, three yard line, something like that, to set up the first touchdown score. Um, so I think at the end of the first quarter, they showed some stat where the Dolphins had negative nine total offensive yards and the game was tied at seven. Yeah. Basically because Wes Walker and his kick returns and his punt returns and all of it. And Tom Brady throwing interceptions. I mean, they're, they're trotting out there. Marty Booker, tight end. 
Darius Thompson. Yeah, I'd never heard of that guy. Randy McMichael, Brian Gilmore. Yeah. Chris Chambers, Donald Lee. These are all the people who are playing over Wes Walker at this point. Right. Yeah. No, Wes Walker. Well, Wes Walker didn't have a reception this season, I don't believe. Correct. He's nobody at this point. You can get a shot on a two and 14 or four and 12 or whatever they ended up. Team is crazy. Right. And yet, well, I mean, he's returning kicks and stuff, but yeah. Makes you wonder how many guys are out there. Kick return ability and be like, wow, I wonder if we can get him the ball in different ways. Right. You would think they at least try with some like wide receiver screens or like having him on reverses and things like that. Basically what the pages do with, you know, Troy Brown and such. Wait, did he get traded to San Diego? He got drafted by San Diego, um, but I think didn't stick with the team. And then you'll have to listen to the episode, Steve. I went into all of it. It's very well longer heavy. Go learn something, Steve. Yeah, right, Steve. Did you guys watch the um, the the Brady documentary with Welker in it? Mm -mm. It's the one where he drops the pass in the Super Bowl against the second one against the Giants. Yeah, I know. I know the pass, dude. It was it was heart wrenching, man. Was it, dude? He's still like beat up about it. I would be, I, dude. I almost fucking because he was like, I feel like it like canceled out everything I had done for the Patriots oh. at that point, and like I felt like the whole fan base like didn't respect me anymore and stuff like that. And I, I actually Jesus. almost like looked up his whatever Twitter to send him a message and be like, No, dude, <laughs> we still love you. Damn right. <laughs> I just like I don't know. It it really like almost wrenched my heart apart hearing this guy that like clearly put everything. He, could have into it and like that's a catch he makes 99 times out of 100 yep and it's, it's just, just football that sometimes it just doesn't doesn't happen. You know, it's not like he did anything wrong he just dropped a pass yep and that like kind of defines his patriots legacy to a degree yeah. at the uh, other day that wasn't like hard. the reason they lost the game either right right and it's like yeah, so th- those kind of things are like whatever you know it's like things where it's you make a dumb mistake or you know you mm-hmm. You do something stupid. That's where it's like, all right, you know, you could have made a different decision. Yeah. He didn't make a decision. It just ball hit him in the hands and bounced off. Yeah. You know, that's what it is. It's fucking nightmare fuel. Imagine. Nope. <laughs> dude, imagine, dude. Imagine like the whole like off season for Wes Welker after that. Ugh. Just being like every night, just thinking it over, being like, what the fuck? Yep. <laughs> He's like, and there's nothing you can be like. Oh, I wish I did this different because you can't do anything different. No. You know. No, there's no different. It's got to be fucking terrible to deal with. That's rough. Yep. I too was lying in bed a lot saying, what the fuck? Yeah, that's, that's right. <laughs> yeah, he was alone in that. In my head. Oh, God. Well, I have a story. I have a similar story. Maybe this is why it resonated with me is because okay. at UNH, right? So I was on the soccer team mm. and they, I never played anything like that. So I didn't have any goals you know, throughout my whole career, but senior day, they'd have to start all the seniors. Yeah. yeah. And there's like, they'll put you in there for like your 15, 20 minutes. And then they yank you for the, the real guys. <laughs> and like five minutes into that game, like a ball came across and I had like a gaping net and I pushed it wide. Oh, and like, oh. you know, mom was there, you know, there's a whole like performance beforehand. Yeah. Like if I had netted that, it would have been such like a fuck you, yeah. you know, it would have been so like liberating. You know, yeah. Redeeming. But yeah. I fucking missed it. 
And that like, and then like, I'm like, well, that's why I don't play. You know, like you go through all <laughs> yeah, these yeah, things yeah. in your head of like, yeah, you no wonder you missed it because you fucking suck. You know, it's like, yeah, it was. It took me a while to like get over it. Oh yeah, it's like you're playing at you know pro player stadium. <laughs> yeah, but I I've missed so thousands. many penalty kicks. Dinged him off the posts. Keeper makes a good save. Whatever it is, push it just wide. That uh, I just don't take him anymore. And I'm talking like you know, middle school, high school, like college rec sports. Just I just I, I can't do it. Yeah, it's just in my head. I just I know I'm gonna miss as soon as I get. And we're there. playing in front of nobody. These guys are nobody. playing in front of millions. Yeah, you're on primetime television. Getting hate messages after. Oh, undoubtedly. Which is fucking the threat worst. your family. Anybody Some fucking people. I I've supported heckling players, but anybody that <laughs> yes. like sends threat messages on the you know, like that is yeah. the most ridiculous shit. So here's I'm yeah. speaking to you if you've ever done that. You're a fucking idiot. Exactly. <laughs> like grow up. You can say funny nice shit and you heckle. An idiot, you yeah, know I'm an idiot. <laughs> Trust me. I'm an idiot, so I know idiots. If you, you can heckle all you want as long as it's in good nature, but you're threatening people's families. You're a fucking jackass. Well, there's a fucking Sorry. ton of jackasses. Getting on my fucking pedestal here. There you are. You're getting all worked up. Yeah. So you're just replaying that missed goal in your head over and over. I know. Right, yeah. He's Poor up. Welker, dude. I feel bad for him. Yeah. Did he ever win a Super Bowl? No. Do you not win with the Broncos? That's what I was wondering. Uh, you know, the Broncos 13-14. I know they lost to the um they lost to the Seahawks when he was part of that team where Manning was just chucking touchdowns for fun and broke Brady's record, right? Wasn't that year? Yeah. So I don't know if he was still on the team the next year. He was year. there in 13 and 14. Okay, so he probably did win in the 14. Because that was uh, 24. Oh wait, 14 they lost. Yeah, he was on that one where they beat the Sea. No, he was on the one they lost to the Seahawks. Right. Yeah, I think he's like, so he didn't win a Super Bowl. He never won a Super Bowl. Poor bastard. He went. He went to Super Bowl with two of the best off- offenses in NFL history, and has mm-hmm. zero Super Bowls to show for it. It was a big part, of both of them too. Maybe it's maybe he's the problem. Seems like it. He had five seasons with more than 110 catches. That's crazy. Yeah, 10,000 combined yards rushing, receiving on his career. Unbelievable. Pro Bowler? I mean, uh, Hall of Famer? I would say so. Dude, he's married to a swimsuit model and 2005 Mrs. Hooters pageant winner. (laughs) 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 I I don't feel bad for him anymore. (laughs) No, going down that rabbit hole. Oh, and he's uh, he coaches on the 49ers now too, right? Yes. So he's lost another Super Bowl as a coach. That's right. (laughs) That's tough. Curse. Yeah. So don't hire Wes Walker if you want to win. If you want to go to the Super Bowl, he's a player. All right. Uh, what else? Tom Brady, not so good. Oh, this his, is a meltdown game. Yeah, this is. It's just that that one game that he just struggled. Although to be fair, they did post that um the last time they met, these two teams met, uh Brady had season lows in pretty much every category, including um, finishing the game with seven completions for 69 passing yards. Nice. To be fair, two of those completions were touchdowns. 
but uh, not great. They only had 204 total yards. So, I mean, he struggled last time, but they still got the win. But this was like a legit meltdown. To even, uh, they mentioned that Tom Brady, this is what, week 15, had a couple passes batted down in this game. They were the first passes he had batted or tipped the entire season. Which is weird because yeah. I feel like it happens like at least once a game. Now. Yeah, that's that was crazy. He gets passes bad all the time. <clears throat> he was 18 for 29, 171 yards, three touchdowns, four interceptions, sacked twice. That's rough. His touchdowns are sick, though. Yeah, some good touchdowns. That's fast. Kevin Falk was money. Yep. This is the, I think, the only receiving touchdown Corey Dillon ever gets from Brady. Yep, it is. Um, and this is the first time he had a touchdown catch since 2001 with the Bengals. Yeah. I don't think he finishes with many. I, you know, that's always like a great trivia question or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. The Daniel Graham one was pretty good. It was all right. So I don't know if he had like a, he wasn't like terrible, but he wasn't very good either. <laughs> it seemed yeah. like the Dolphins defense was giving him problems more than he was just being really bad, you know? Yeah. Yeah. He just, I mean, he's only 18 for 29. So it's not great. If you, if you just look at passer rating, uh, he was outplayed by AJ Feely, which is not not great. Yes, like yeah, any any person who's in that statement opposite AJ Feely should feel bad. Yeah, um, I mean, it's also not great when uh, I think Troy Brown on defense got a bit exposed in this game too. He got picked on a little bit. Oh, how dare you! I know it's tough to say, but he also was tied for second in the team in tackles with five. Um, and three other people had six, including you know the the usual spot suspects: McGinnis, Pfeiffer, and Asante Samuel. Sadly, so it was just uh, one of those games, you know, not great. Like Feely had like three near picks dropped too. Oh yeah, Asante Samuel should have had at least two. Yeah. So it's just one of those games this where the bounces really just didn't go your way. Really, kind of coming on these these games recently. Yeah. 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 I bet there's some interesting uh, statistics you could do about Brady's meltdown games. In what way? In like interceptions average per game compared to like how much of a deviation those ones are when he like goes crazy and melts down. Because it feels like it's either zero or four, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) There's like no in between. Uh, Because I just been going through his game logs. And there seems to be about the same amount of like two to four game picks as there are one game, one interception games, right? Which I would think is probably not true for most quarterbacks. Yeah, they'll probably spread them out kind of evenly. Yeah. So and there's quite a few like four interceptions, which is he has wild considering who Brady is. Six games with four interceptions, which is the most he's ever uh, thrown. He hasn't thrown more than four. Remember uh, when? Uh, who yeah, was started, I feel like it was more. In. Remember uh, when Nathan Peterman came in for the Bills and threw like five interceptions in the half? Yeah, yeah. that was awesome. <laughs> uh, and then everyone started comparing him to how last time Brady has thrown like five interceptions, like total. And it's been like two and a half years. <laughs> All right, so here we go. So Brady is zero six when he throws four interceptions, which makes sense. Yeah. Um. He did almost win. Let's see. One of those games was against the Bills. I think that was um, 
against Fitzmagic in 2011, where they lost 31-34 right at the end. Um, kept it close with the Colts when he threw zero touchdowns, four interceptions in 2006, and they lost by 20 to 27. Uh, 2005, he threw four against the Chiefs with a touchdown. That wasn't that close. They lost by 10. Uh, this game, three touchdowns, four interceptions, lost by a point. Uh, 2003, week one, where they lost 31 nothing. And then 2001, week seven, where he threw four interceptions, I think in the second half, remember, we, we saw. They eventually got blown out by the, the Broncos. So those are the six games. Um, between two and three interceptions, he is 24 and 19. So, however many games that is, 43 games where he's thrown two or three interceptions. So that's pretty good. Uh, zero or one interceptions, he has 275 games. So, I found that tweet that I was thinking of. Nathan Peterman, five interceptions since four o'clock Eastern time. Tom Brady, five interceptions since January 4th, 2016. This is November 19, 2017. <laughs> <laughs> That's tough. That is That's tough. tough. Yeah. Brutal. It's got such a Brett Favre in him. <laughs> That's just the quickest way to ruin that guy's confidence. He was never the same after that either. Yeah. Well, I mean, he Stuck keeps around. Yeah. Well, there there was talk that he might get another shot at a starting job because he's back. He was backing up. Um, uh, in, he's in Buffalo right now, right? Backing up. Um, what's his face? You're thinking, the of, one that... you're thinking of Mitch. I love kissing titties, Trubisky. Oh yeah. Oh maybe. Yeah, that's Mitch. He is getting a shot. He's getting a shot in the Steelers. Oh, that's right. Right, right. Colin Kaepernick, baby, he's coming back. Okay. Yeah. I hope uh, it happens. Me too. 100%. That'd be awesome. I want to watch it and I want to turn it into a motherfucking circus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That's exactly what happened. Need to do anything It'd be that. interesting. It'd be an interesting, I don't know, just like, I don't know. Has anyone ever taken like four years off as a quarterback and then it's come back? And that, yeah. yeah. As a quarterback? I don't think so. I mean, who's the one that came out of retirement for the Rams this year? The safety. What's his name? Oh yeah, the guy you said beard. Yeah, yeah. So it's been done four years though. I feel like it's even four is a long time. Yeah, yeah, it might be longer. Yeah, I don't know. Straight up blackballed, and there's no way you can say he wasn't because the quality quarterbacks that are out there are just there's a bunch of AJ Feelys out there. Yeah, yeah, he's not a starter. That's the problem. If he was starter talent, I bet he would have got a job. But no one wants to deal with the, the shit that comes with it for a backup, right you know? Hmm. Oh, yeah. It's like Tim Tebow, except the opposite yeah. end of that spectrum. Maybe. Right. I would have put him on par with, like, Robert Griffin, where he showed, like, flashes of brilliance, but then by the, you know, a couple years later, you're like, oh, I'm not so sure this guy really has it anymore. But Griffin stuck around for a while as a backup, serviceable backup, right? Yeah. yeah. He's on the Ravens for a while. Kaepernick probably could have done that. And maybe he still can. Maybe. Last season, ooh, he was 1-10. in 10. Yeah. 16 touchdowns, 4 interceptions, though. That's not horrible. I remember thinking he didn't have the athleticism, though. Really? Because they played the Patriots that year, and I remember there was like one play where he was like, Turn in the corner, 
where early in his career, he would have just like started striding away from everybody. Yeah, and like yeah. someone caught him from behind. And I was like, Ooh, <laughs> if he loses that piece of his game, this is like a completely different player we're looking at. I mean, you say he might've been hurt or something. I don't know. Yeah. So what, 2012 was his breakout year, right? Uh, 63 carries, 415 yards, five touchdowns. 2016 in his last season, 69 carries, 468 yards, and two touchdowns. So he was actually pretty similar. Um, in 2015, he struggled, but that may have been a season when he was hurt. Hard to tell. Oh, yeah. When's, was. when's the last time he played? 2016. So we're talking 60 <laughs> years, dude. That's a long time. And he's a vegan now. <laughs> Ancient. Hey, wasn't uh isn't there a patriot that's a vegan? TO is still playing though, so you know, I mean it's possible. TO's fucking plays in this Super Bowl. That's true. He does. But what does that have to do with this, anything? Tio's literally playing right now. He plays in that fan controlled football league. Oh right. Well, he does? That, that doesn't yeah. quite count. Oh well, yeah, he scored a touchdown last week. That's hilarious. I feel like we should get into that. That seems like yeah, our jam. I am into that. Me Are you? That. Yeah, we all pick teams. Okay. Do you control the Do you control the teams? I don't know how it works. I just said, sure, I'll put a bet down on this with you guys. That's well, that's that's not being into it. That's just being a degenerate gambler. Yeah. yeah have you watched any of the games? No. Been like saying. Well, one week. Well, like, I'm into it. Relax. <laughs> I will do no such thing. I will. I, I will do a fucking deep dive into this. And I will get way too involved. Is this going to become another fourth and loud or whatever it was? The kiss football. Oh, that was great too. That's what I'm saying. Maybe, maybe it'll have to be. Okay. Oh you, how about you come each week with an update on, on how this, how this league is going? I can't promise that will happen. You didn't even know T.O. was playing. That's right. Yeah. Cause I'm not into it. You're the one that said you were into it. I don't know. Johnny football's playing. Oh, they have collective NFTs. That's good. Dude, tell me NFTs aren't the dumbest shit in the world. Dumbest shit in the world. Dumbest shit in the world. <laughs> I, I'm a nerd, and I I am into crypto, and even I think NFTs are dumb no. shit. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, when when fucking Paris Hilton's on TV trying to talk condescendingly to me <laughs> about fucking NFTs, dude. Oh man. Yeah. It's not what good. a what a world. <laughs> Hear the uh, cash me outside girls big into NFTs. Oh, I bet cash me outside. I I heard that <laughs> she just rules. bought like a sixteen million dollar house too, though. So I mean, Hell say yeah, what dude. you will. Say what you will. I don't have that. These money. are the people who's who made that girl rich are also the ones sending death threats to their favorite players. <laughs> yeah. I think that's yeah, true. That's true. They also watch the Kardashians uh, on a regular basis. You know, I found the original Real World. On streaming. Oh, yeah. Oh, like season one, episode one. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like those are the ones. No idea. Those are the ones. <laughs> the being ass. like blatantly racist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There, there is. is. Like, the Boston no concept guy, right? of, yeah, this is like going to be for public consumption. There is <laughs> no, there's no concept like I could get famous. Which is what the idea was. Yes. Originally. <laughs> when people it's, stopped. It's, being after that, this is before that, though. It's the best. Doesn't some dude slap a chick? Yeah, I think so. 
he like stops her in the car and like opens the door and slaps her in the face yeah. and then closes the car door again. <laughs> well, I, I think wasn't it uh there was a gay guy and then he's the one that, that did it because she was like being super homophobic yeah. or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she, he just like fucking slaps the shit out of her. Yep. Pretty sick, man. I was at the park on Easter. Shit went down. Apparently, some guy slapped a girl. <laughs> the whole park was a buzz with it. Oh. Cops came and everything, dude. And I was like, it was getting pretty testy. So I started to leave. And I, I'm like walking out the exit of the park and a car pulls up and the guy fucking opens his door. And I can see the barrel of a gun, like a, a long barrel gun in it. And he's like yelling at some people. And then he like closes his door and speeds off. And I was like, what no the way. fuck is going what? on? On the Lord's day, no less. <laughs> I'm like trying to watch the Celtics. It was unbelievable. Just trying to eat my chocolate bunnies. Yeah. And Have a little people. nap in the sun and people are fucking bringing guns to the park. Acting up. That's not cool. Those people are also sending death threats to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To players. Yeah. Ridiculous. Knock it off. That's you. I mean, what do you think mom would say? Sometimes a naughty boy. No, I think no so. my bad. Very no. naughty. I'm excited for you to get new sound bites, Andy. You keep talking about it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you keep making me do episodes. I'm watching fucking Pages losing to Miami in Miami. Awful. Well, spoiler alert, Andy, the Pages don't lose another game for the rest of the season. Luckily, that is true. Yeah, that's awesome. I wonder how long their uh, cons- their uh, scoring streak will go because they have now scored first in 19 consecutive games, including this one where they just ran down, scored a touchdown immediately where it looked like this game was over. And then immediately got the Dolphins to go three and out by absolutely stifling them. And you said, yeah. oh, this game's over. Right. It felt over from the beginning. And from then the it just wasn't. Drive, yeah. Which I, I think it was the Welker punt return that kind of yeah. jump-started things and, and got the, the Dolphins back into it, which is brutal. Fucking Welker. Do we got any, uh, any current news to discuss about the NFL? Ooh, I was thinking we should make some draft predictions since it is a mm. week from today. Okay. What what position do the pages draft in round one? Or let's what position is the Patriots first draft pick play? Because yeah, yeah that's fair. Okay. Very good chance it's not in round one. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, no, let's no, let's leave it as what's their first round pick with an option being NA hmm. that they trade out. I don't think they trade out. I think they trade out. I don't. They might trade back, but I think they'll still pick in the first round because you have that fifth-year option. It's much more valuable. I think they trade up and go get that fat boy from Georgia. Oh, the defensive lineman? Yep. Yeah. That guy is awesome. He is awesome. What a fucking freak, dude. And they can't stop the run. That was their When they, when they play shit on defense, it's because they can't stop the run. It's a bugaboo. That's true. That's, uh, yeah. And, uh, and team him Barmore. up with Barmore in the yeah, middle. Yeah, beasts in there. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, Good and then luck. you can, you can, can dedicate the rest of the defense to just stopping the pass. The pass, right? Yeah, while still getting pressure on the quarterback. If I mean, thinks that guy's the your next Vince Wilfork, then I think they do it. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised, Greg. I'm going uh, wide receiver. Okay, the guy from Bama. You know, Belichick loves his little boy crush on Nick Saban. Which oh, one? Yeah. Mechie, uh, the guy that no, Jameson, the guy that fucked up his leg. Yeah, oh, yeah, that makes sense because then then there's you know, a value pick, you know. Yeah. I don't, I don't, 
I don't know if he'll fall. I don't I haven't read enough about that, but I've heard he's a late first rounder. Right. Yeah. Because of the injury. And right. because and he won't Belichick be back till later in the season. Yeah. Which would make sense Bargain. with this team too, because they already have a stable of wide receivers. So if you can kind of bring him along slowly, that makes sense. Yeah, I could see that. And and they're they've never really been afraid to draft guys with injury concerns. I mean, just like a drunk. They've right? done that all the time. Yeah. I think I feel like they've kind of almost had to just because they usually pick in the 30s. So they're the bottom end of every round. Um, so they kind of have to take those flyers. But yeah, I can see that. Um, well, since that's the way you guys are going, I have to be different. So I think I will do the safe bet and he will draft a tackle or a guard. An offensive Why is that the safe bet? Because it it just feels so Belichickian. Everybody's getting all worked up about weapons or loading up on the defensive line. He's going to be like, I like this guard out of Purdue or something, you know? Yeah. I think the whole like mock draft thing is, is literally people just like shooting in the dark. I hate mock drafts. Well, they can't, can't they don't predict the trade. So it's like, it's immediately impossible. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking though, you know how like, Certain like during March Madness, they say, "Oh, if you get a perfect bracket, we'll give you ten million dollars." Yeah, they should do it. If you get the perfect first round, we'll give you ten million dollars because that's got to be. I think they do that. Harder to predict. I think they do do that. Yeah, they do. I think they. I saw something this year for the first time, and I was like, "Oh, that's kind of interesting." Yeah, because you have you'd have to predict the trades. You'd have to. Uh It's Mm -hmm. literally impossible to pick that. Yeah, but everybody reads mock drafts and gets themselves hyped up about this. Like, get them. Oh yeah. They're not talking to GMs or anything, right? These guys are just guessing. Yeah. But everybody does because you can, there's some tool out there now, right? That I don't even yeah. know which site that does it, but you can just do your own. And Twitter, all of April, is just full of people like, oh, what do you think of this mock draft? What do you think of this mock draft? Hey, guys, look, I did a mock draft. Fucking <laughs> and it's care. the team they root for is like, oh, yeah, this guy just dropped for no reason down to fucking 25th pick. <laughs> projected saw, top five <laughs> right snipe yeah i saw one where they just every single pages pick was a trade <laughs> oh yeah no. all their picks are like future picks yes okay. my friend my friend brian does it and tries to break the uh tries to break the the draft the the mock draft system and his draft that he did uh where he traded every time that he could um he ended up making 89 picks and 41 trades. He ended up with nine tackles, five guards, five centers, five quarterbacks, seven wide receivers, nine running backs, seven tight ends, six ends, six defensive linemen, eight linebackers, six quarterbacks, eight safeties, three punters, three kickers, and two long snappers. It's a whole team. Technically feasible. Yeah. That's 89, 89 picks. You invade France with that. Yeah. You would actually have to make cuts on your draft picks. To get down to the 53. That's ridiculous. <laughs> so that, that's your team plus your uh, your whole team plus a um, practice squad. Practice squad plus cuts. You can invade Ukraine with that. You could, yeah. Well, apparently you couldn't. Yeah. You, you, you could defend Ukraine with it. So do the Patriots draft that punter, the punt god? Craig? I yes. fucking hope so. <laughs> hope so. I think everybody in New England is hoping that he goes. Like yeah. they just like. I don't think anybody would be mad if a page like in the fifth round be like, "We're drafting the punter." 
Fifth round? Third round? <laughs> I have seen him go fourth round in a bunch of mock drafts, Greg. First round. Did. <laughs> There's not a round high enough that I would get mad. <laughs> so, drafts a crapshoot anyways. Anyone that grades drafts. There's another thing that's completely fucking oh, God. bullshit. Oh, it's like, oh, let's grade your draft. No one knows anyway, so we might as well get the guys that I want to root for. Yeah, fair. And one of those guys is this fucking punter that booms them. <laughs> let's let's do it. First round pick. I don't care. Let's go. Let's go. I love it. God, Jets damn. always get great draft grades, but just because they're picking at the top of the draft every time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 The, them and the Jaguars nail it every year. A plus. It's like, well, you have the first overall pick. I should fucking hope so. Do you think Debo Samuel gets traded? No. Oh, yeah. Or Debo, what is it? Uh, DK and AJ, they're all, and Terry McLaren, they're all sort of in that same I can see DK class. and Metcalf getting traded because I think the Seahawks are blowing shit up. But I don't know about the other ones. They're all in the rookie Who, contract. Who's the best? Who's the best out of that group? Debo? Yeah. Debo. Debo? Would be awesome on the Patriots. Talk about a hey, guy you want to root for. AJ would be good too, though. Yeah. Because, I mean, but he wanted to be drafted by the Patriots. Debo. Yeah, that's true. Where he's, he's got that mean streak to him, I think. He's such a little bulldog. And, like, yeah. he, it's yeah. in like Troy Brown in him, too, where it's like he's yeah. always, like, doing a little bit more than you would have yeah. hoped, like, would be best, you know? Yeah. Guys, on, he was unbelievable in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. I'll give you that. But he'll probably break down in like two years. The way he plays, yeah, yeah, he's, like he's gonna have a short career. Yeah, yeah, kind of like Edelman and Walker, just yeah. no regard for their their safety yeah. whatsoever. Just and they give him around. snaps at running back. I don't blame him for one. And uh, yeah, that's an interesting contract. dynamic to that, right? Is like they're yeah. they're giving him snaps at running back, mm-hmm. which we know like short running backs have the shortest careers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And he's probably just going along with it because he wants to win. But at but, some yeah, point, yeah. that yeah, needs to be a consideration. Yeah. You got to pay him. Yeah. He's not making shit. Yeah, yeah. That's true. So, Steve, last week, Greg, you weren't here for this. Um, we saw Tom Brady throw a completion to. Do you remember who it was, Steve? Patrick Bass. No, it was the, the backup tight end. Oh, uh, Jed Weaver. Yes, I think that's who it was. So some, somebody named Jed Weaver. No, that's um, a that's a pitcher. It's also that guy used to play for the that's Angels. Tom Weaver, isn't it? That's a different pitcher. <laughs> Jed Weaver is a pitcher. All right. Jed well, or apparently Jed? Jed, Jed with a D for dumbass. Ah, uh, Jared Weaver. I'm thinking Jared, Jared Weaver. There you go. <laughs> um, yeah, so he made a reception. I'd never heard of him. You know, I've been doing a lot of work with Tom Brady touchdown pass and stuff. I'm like one of the few people who have caught a touchdown pass from Tom Brady who did not catch a touchdown. So I got um, curious to see how many people have caught a pass from Tom Brady but have not caught a touchdown pass from Tom Brady. And so I found the list of it. So a couple of questions for you. The first question is, which do you think is higher? The amount of people who have caught a pass from Tom Brady who have not scored a touchdown or who have scored a touchdown? Not scored a touchdown. Steve? Mm, I'm going to say scored a touchdown. 
He has thrown more touchdowns to he has thrown more passes to people who have scored a touchdown than not. By how many? He has thrown uh, to forty nine players who have not scored a touchdown. That's and, super low. Right? Can I name one? Um, I bet you probably Stephen Ridley. <laughs> Stephen Ridley is on that list. Yes. Oh, <laughs> look at your boy. Look at your boy. Can you name that on this podcast? Greg? So Tom Brady has um, thrown touchdown passes to ninety-two different receivers at the moment, and he has thrown ninety-two. Yeah, I've done the sporkle. So, but can you name the person who has the most uh, receptions without a touchdown pass from Tom Brady? Isn't it Stephon Ridley? It is not Stephen Ridley. He is fourth on the list. What position does this person play? Um, I will, for the top three, two of them play running back and one of them is actually a wide receiver. Lawrence Maroney. Lawrence Maroney has, I think he caught one touchdown pass. (sighs) Patrick Pass. Surprised you didn't fumble it. Patrick Pass has caught a touchdown pass. Keith Evans, we count playoffs. I believe so. I believe I checked it for playoffs. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Heath Evans only has a playoff touchdown. Yep. Heath Evans is not on this list. Mm. Antoine Smith? Uh, he's got one. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he's got one. Oh, yeah. He, he had one uh, on screenplay against the uh, Saints in 2001. A long one. Place. Sammy Morris. Sammy Morris is number one. <laughs> 36 <laughs> receptions. 36 receptions, no touchdowns. Because he was the running back on that 2007 team, right? So he caught a bunch of balls, but he never actually scored a touchdown. Wasn't Maroney on that team too? Uh, Yes, I believe he was, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Number two. Fred Fred Taylor's on there, but he's number 16. Caught four balls. Nice. Number two. Oh, Law firm. Ben Jarvis, oh, Green Ellis. 28 Greenhouse. catches, 290 yards, zero touchdowns. And number three. That, uh, that had the fourth touchdown game. Is he on there? The Sony Gray. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. What was the name? Sony Gray. Jonas Gray. One catch, Jonas seven yards. Jonas. <laughs> Jonas Gray. Jonas. The lost Jonas brother. Right. Uh, so number three. Uh, a recent guy who only caught a touchdown well into his NFL oh, career. Yeah. Jacoby. Jacoby Myers, 25 catches. I believe he has the most yards. Yeah, Jacoby Myers has the most yards without catching a touchdown. Yo, hot take. Jacoby Myers is going to have a 100, 100 catch season this year. Well, Jacoby has, didn't he have like the NFL record for most yards before catching a touchdown? Oh, yeah, I believe he did. Yeah. And the most receptions or something as well, yeah. And that other dude came in and caught like two in his first game. <laughs> like, yeah. What the yeah. fuck, dude? Chill out. <laughs> also, oh, there's a funny, funny story about that too. Is back to that story of me missing that goal in that soccer game. You are just reliving the kid. The kid is <laughs> another kid on the team who had played a ton, but had never scored. And he came up after me after the game. I was like, dude, if you had scored that after I've played all these years and not scored, I would have been so pissed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I understand that. Yeah. Okay, I, yeah. I feel that. 100%. What a guy, Greg. Missing it on purpose. Yep. <laughs> I'm just a good teammate, a great locker room guy. Dude, they're the glue. Mm-hmm. That's true. 
also on this list, uh, Sony Michelle, J.R. Redmond, LaShawn McCoy. The next top ones. And uh, McCoy was on the Patriots? No. Different. He was on the Buccaneers, but uh, yeah, so yeah. caught a bunch of balls, but never caught touchdown. Uh, 14 catches. Uh, also, I think the, the longest, the person who played with Tom Brady the longest to never catch a touchdown would be Matthew Slater. Caught one ball, 46 yarder. Bomb. What year was that? Uh, that's a great question. Let me see if I can find it. Um, I, I, I'm pretty sure we have the highlight in the. Was it against Denver in that playoff game? No, uh, 2011. I believe it was against Miami. Um, oh wait, no, that's that's not uh, that's a defensive play. <laughs> uh, his receiving isn't listed until way down list. Okay, um, games receiving one catch, 46 yards, 2011. Well, I'm excited for that. Yeah, so we'll get to that eventually. Um, it was quite a catch, I will say. Target, one catch, 2011 at Miami. I believe it was the same game uh, with Wes Welker's 99 yard touchdown. It was that yes. game. So, so not too not too bad. Another name game in Miami. Yeah, I suppose it's true. Was that in Miami? Yes, I think so. So not too bad. All right. Anything else on this game, boys? Let's do the best and worst. I got a lot. All right. Then I think Steve, you should go first. Well, no, let me I go first because I only have right. one. Greg, you go first. All right. All right. My worst is uh, Harrison spearing that dude. Yeah. See yeah. that play? That yeah. was pretty dirty. <laughs> it was. It was. He crossed right Although, yeah. to be fair, uh, in the previous game against the Bengals, he did almost the exact same thing except the guy wasn't ruled down, um, caused a fumble, which the Patriots recovered and then turned it into a touchdown as the oh. Bengals were driving into the red zone. Well, in that case, so perfectly justified. <laughs> throwing his, by the sword, his, by his the helmet sword. into a man's back as he's lying face down on the ground. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that one was a little... <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, dude, chill. <laughs> yeah, be rough. Um, my best was... I don't know if you guys saw this, but... Falk got like absolutely blasted, mm-hmm. just running a little bubble screen thing. Yeah, dropped the ball. It was like a you know blindside thing, and then he just like popped up quickly and like dapped the guy up. I just thought yeah. it was yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> Falk's the man. Yeah, Kevin Falk is awesome. WD thirty three. That's right. <laughs> Keeping that offense matriculating down the field. All right, Steve. What's your best and worst? I have lots. Okay. Do you want me to go first? You better get started then. Right? All right. I'll go. All right. Mm, The worst was the Brady pick break. Not even the last one. Mm. The number two or whatever it was. Where he just didn't throw it right to the safety. And then they got a personal foul on top of that. Oh, yeah. That's right on the return. Oh, Matt Light. Not great. I get a lot of bests. Oh, okay. Uh, We talked about Stephen Neal. He rec- wrestled Ricky Williams in college. Yeah, and beat him. Well, yeah, they did <laughs> won two NCAA championships. I think he was undefeated in college as well. Like, he just never yeah. lost. He's an absolute beast wrestler. Yeah. And he waited three years after college to go get an agent and try and go to the NFL. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, three years. Yeah. And then he's like, you know yeah, what? You got to be like, I want to play. I want to play football. So there you go. There's, a, there's an instance of somebody taking a few years off. Yeah, 
not six from Kaepernick, but three. Three, yeah. But I guess he had zero NFL playing experience before that, too. Exactly, exactly. Whatever. Uh, the another best was the Dolphins' sweet, sweet double reverse pass <laughs> and their execution on that one. Yeah, they, uh, they what because uh, the commentators, uh, spoiler alert, my best commentators, Al Michaels, John Madden, mm. another fucking John Madden game. I love John Madden now. Um, Wow, wow, how far you've come, Andy. You're welcome, I know. That was just Look for you, Greg. this. <laughs> I mean, it's John Madden. Sloughing yeah. on the praise. John Madden's great. Um, but yeah, so he was talking about how uh, you shouldn't be having uh, players who don't do handoffs making handoffs because this is what happens, and they fumbled the handoff. Yeah. On the, uh, on the players reverse. Players who are not used to receiving handoffs, receiving handoffs, especially from players who are not used to handing it off. So now you get a double. Exactly. That's what he was Thomas. saying. Yeah. Yeah, John Madden's the man. So, Vince yeah. Wilfork just belly flopped on that football too. It was amazing. Uh, the Dolphins at this point has scored 13 points in the third quarter on the season. 13 games. Yeah. <laughs> Not that their best quarter um, historically. And to be fair, they I mean, scored a touchdown in the third quarter. Week 15 and you got 14 or 13 for them. This is week 14 and yeah, 13 points in the third. That's they, bad. 20, they got a touchdown, so they're good. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that's uh, right. And then my two best bests are the videos they had of both Mike Vrabel. For some reason, they're featuring him. Yeah. And oh, because he went back to college to get his degree because he had one class he had to uh, take. Yes. Yeah. And they said, if you can have one nickname, what's it going to be? And he said, I want to be called Money Mike Vrabel. <laughs> Which... That's ridiculous, corny. I don't know. I love it. It's so bad. It's like a uh, fast Willie Parker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to be fair, he was fast. I don't know. Vrabel's money. So money, dude. Money, Mike. Money, Mike. And then the one with uh, Jason Taylor. Mm. Right, Talking about like, how great Tom Brady was. Yeah, he's like, I know Manning's got all the stats, but yeah. Brady's a winner. So if I had to start a team, I'm definitely picking Brady. Yeah, did you say like I would just throw a bunch of money at Tom Brady? Yeah, he's the man. He's awesome. All about Tom Brady, and I have I love I secretly love him. So fair enough. All right, um, I will do this because my best of this New England team. More on Troy. Let's go down to the field and Michelle Tafoya. Michelle. Yeah, Al, the Patriots team philosophy is simple. Each player knows his role and nobody cares who gets the credit. But Troy Brown is getting a little extra credit from his teammates this season for contributing in every phase of the game. He is the team's third all-time leading receiver, and yet he's tied for the team lead in interceptions this season. Not only that, he's a regular on special teams. In fact, Tom Brady told me earlier this season, no one has been better than Brown. Oh, that's still going. It's fun for us to watch him because to, to think that a Pro Bowl receiver could go over and play defense and play the way he's played, uh, what a lift it's provided. What it shows is that nobody is afraid to do anything. Nobody is afraid to try to help the team. Nobody's afraid to go out there and do anything they can to contribute. I mean, he's been the best player on this team for a long time. It's, it's still the same way it is. I asked Brown, which is the tougher position to play, wide receiver or cornerback? He said, cornerback.
back by far. And he said he thought, Al, that it would get easier over the course of the season, but it's only getting tougher as teams continue to collect tape and figure out how he's playing. Troy Brown, he has been, as I say, the embodiment very much so of this New England Patriot team. Whatever you need, somebody seems to step up and New England will get the ball first. Olindo Mari will kick off for Miami. So, I mean, I, maybe that should just be the intro of our podcast. Mm. Just the Monday night crew talking about how great Tom Brady is, or uh, Troy Brown is, and with Tom Brady talking about how Troy Brown is, is the best player on, on the Patriots. I agree with that. Phenomenal way to start a football game. That is nice. Yeah. So that was, that was my best by far. Um, also, I like the fact that we had a Sammy Moore st- sighting who would eventually, as we know, play for those Patriots, but not catch a touchdown from Tom Brady, but he would rush for a few. Uh, I was always a big Sammy Morris fan when he came to the Pats. I felt like he was underrated. And I I feel, hot take alert, Greg. This one's for you. The Patriots, the reason that they didn't win the Super Bowl in 2007 is because Sammy Morris got hurt. And they just lost all semblance of a ground game. I think if they were able to still have Sammy Morris in there, he was super effective, they would have won that Super Bowl. It's a pretty hot take. There you go. It is hot. Yeah. So, don't at me, as they say. Uh, and also, uh, I feel like we're doing this. Yeah, that take was mid, bro. <laughs> I feel like we're doing this on a regular basis. So I think this is going to be a segment. Um, Steve it's... didn't understand that, did you, Steve? I didn't get it at all. Mid me? Is that what you said? Hey, mid. That take was mid. That's like the new way kids are calling things like mediocre, shitty, or lame. Yeah. Is something no. is mid. <laughs> I'm more of a bussin' guy. I mean, <laughs> Boston rules, dude. I got to give you that one. I use it incorrectly, but I like it. (laughs) No kidding. Like, like, I like it if something's busy. Like, oh, this place is busting, you know? It's like it's it's a lot going on. Busting at the seams. Yeah. Not unexpectedly good. (sighs) Typical. All right. But yeah, I wanted to busting with the boys, me and the dogs hanging out, busting around. Yeah. Food can be bussing, you know. Oh yeah, anything oh, can be bussing. Fucking burger is bussing. <laughs> God damn it! We were in New York, and Ellie didn't even know what it meant. <sighs> it's getting old, and I was like, "Come mm-hmm. on, Ellie!" And then, like a couple of days later, she sends me a screenshot from one of her teachers saying, "Oh, this free coffee place is giving out coffee. It's bussing." <laughs> <laughs> and Steve's like, "It means busy." <laughs> well, that's when I realized that it was wrong. I like, oh shit! That's how, that's how you're supposed to use it. Oh, oh shit! That's awesome. Yeah. So, well, speaking of bussing, I I want to do a new segment. Um, it's Could we call it bussing with the Browns. Sure. Oh um, yeah. <laughs> I like the name. Let's get a jingle for that or, too. Or Billy Bussin, because um, it's basically how was Bill Belichick a genius in this game? Um, oh, so it's going to be Greg's God. favorite. Yeah. Because <laughs> we had something last week. I don't remember what it was. You, Steve? Something last week? Either. Yeah, but it was something about Bill Belichick being a genius. So this this week, um, Bill Belichick rolled out something that John Madden had never seen before. And when you've done that to John Madden, I think you can qualify that as something that's genius. In this case, he rolled out a defense with zero defensive linemen because the Dolphins decided that they weren't going to run the ball. Um, probably maybe because they had Sammy Morris and who was the other guy? Travis Miner, I believe, were the two running backs. Yep. Um, so the pages were just not going to respect because they they weren't throwing the ball on, or they weren't running the ball on first down. So they put out 
six linebackers and five defensive backs and got off the field every single time that they, they rolled that out. So, and it was one of those things where they had, you know, nobody um, in a three point position. Like everybody was standing around milling around like they do the, uh, the amoeba defense, but also with no lineman, which John which, Madden like, was day and age is gosh, that uncommon, but right. I, I would kind of expect to see that in today's day and age because yeah. nobody runs the ball anyway. So just get some pass rush specialists out there. But I think Belichick's kind of going the other way where he is phasing out linebackers altogether. And I think he's going to do what the Dutch did in the seventies and play total football and have a a positionless defense. And everybody's going to be a safety an oversized safety who can cover and also tackle and also Russell Pasha. So how's that for hot take, Greg positionless defense. Stop listening. <laughs> Once you hear the dog check genius, see yeah. how much of a blubbering little bitch Greg is. <laughs> Dolphins, 20 carries, 52 yards. Not great. That's what I mean. Three touchdowns, though. Did you know that uh, Jason Taylor married Zach Thomas's wife? I what? Not know. Yeah. Wait, his wife? Sister. Sorry. <laughs> I was going to say. I yeah. didn't. Didn't Zach Thomas and uh, Kevin Euclid have a family member in common or something like that? Brady. Brady. Was it Euclid? Euclid married Brady's sister. Yeah, uh, that's what it was. All right. Also, Jason Taylor's sister is Joy Taylor from the Colin Coward show. Yeah. You didn't know that? No. Oh, yeah. I don't know who that is. It's like the, the second host. Yeah. The Colin Colin Coward. Where he's always, t- he's always like, Joy, Joy, I got something to say, Joy. Yeah. No, I, I was calling coward. Don't don't play dumb with me. <laughs> we know Sia because we had um oh wait, no, did she work? We we had oh, uh, yeah. that guest on who worked for Colin Coward. Really? Manufactured the hot takes for him, yeah. Yep. Oh, cool. What did he say? So we were just like, How the hell do you like do you actually believe these hot takes? And they said, <laughs> No, they don't. Right. All they care about is getting people riled up. Yeah. Tanya Ray Fox. That's who it was. That's right. Yep. That's interesting. She also shared Steve's hate for Brett Favre, though. So they bonded on that. Yes. And she relayed a story of Brett Favre not knowing what a cover two defense was. He didn't understand the idea of cover that two. Was, that was one of the playoff episodes, I feel like, of the 2000. No, uh, I don't remember. I thought it was the Green Bay episode. That's why we're talking about Brett Favre. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, there's been so many fucking episodes. I can't keep them straight. There have been a lot of episodes. This is correct. How many are we on right now? Uh, eighty-four, something like that. Mid eighties. Hey Kelly, you're live on the pod. Uh, okay. I was just <laughs> calling to say hi. Yeah, do you want to say anything for the fans? <laughs> I love you. I miss you so much, <laughs> Kelly. What do you have for dinner tonight? All right, bye, Kelly. <laughs> bye. Oh goodness! All right, I think on that note, it's just hi. Yeah, we we heard. Appreciate that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> on that note, do you have anything else you'd like to talk about in this game? What's next no. week? Next week, Pages travel to Giant Stadium to play the New York Football Jets. Yo, nice. next week is going to be Boston. Boston, <laughs> the ten and four New York Jets coming Ooh. in. Yeah, four o'clock Boston. game Sunday, the day after Christmas. 
Boxing Day. Oh, that's pretty mid. 2004. You're pretty mid, you fucking goober. Yeah, let's make an effort for, for next week to, to see if we can get a little younger demo going here and start using some fucking slang. All right, some TikTok slang. God. Yeah, I'm all over it. Yeah. Steve's busting all over it. This is going to go well. I can feel it. All the right. The boy be busting. Yeah, I'd be busting every day. Goodness. <laughs> and on that note, until we see you next week or whenever we record another episode, we will see you later. See you later. See you later. See you later. See you later.